The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. This is Robin Nelson with another edition of Wrestle Podcast. And my guest tonight is Amber Rodriguez. How's it going, Amber? Hey, it's going good. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you for coming on tonight. Thanks for offering. Oh, anytime. So um, let's talk about um, your comeback to pro wrestling and what happened before you decided to come back to the ring. Well, um, I stopped wrestling uh, November 2015. My last match was with Mickey James um, at MCW in Baltimore. And um, I had left because I had signed a contract to serve some time in the military, um, which I'm still serving. But um, honestly, I'm now in a position to where I have the availability to get back in the ring again. And before, I, I really wasn't. Um, but, you know, with me being in a position of where I, I have, you know, more time on my hands, I um, I hated sitting back wondering what if, you know what I mean? Because I had left kind of abruptly, and I feel like I left at a really, at a good time in my career, you know, at a high in my career. And um, so, yeah, I just, I was never okay with the thought of, man, like, what if I didn't walk away? You know, like, I always wanted to be in the military, and I don't regret that decision at all. You know, being in the service has brought me my now husband, um, our wonderful daughter. So um, that's always great. But, you know, I just, I want to answer that question for myself. Like, you know, let me get back to this and, you know, answer that question for me. All right, and by the way, uh, thank you for serving as well, since today is Veterans Day as well. My dad was in the military, too. Uh, thank you for your service. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was it like to get in the ring with uh, Mickey James? Um, she was actually someone that I idolized. You know, uh, I had been watching her since, um, since I was a kid, since she had that whole story with Trish. Um, so it was just unbelievable, you know, and it, it was a blessing for me because, um, to be in the ring with someone that you grew up watching and someone who influenced you to be a part of it in the first place, it, it was an honor. So did you learn anything from her? Oh, I learned everything from her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned a lot of things from her. Um, so of course I was grateful for that also. Um, you also were in the ring with uh, Amber O'Neill as well. What was that like? She's a tough competitor. Oh, she was always fun. Um, just just a fun person to work with. Um, very relaxed. Um, yeah, and it's the same thing as I said about Mickey. You know, um, I looked up to her as well. You know, so it it was a great learning experience more than anything. I bet it was. I bet um, when you got in the ring with both of those ladies, you were probably like a little nervous, but um, you know, ready to show them what you have in the ring as well. Oh, of course, because that's another thing about uh, being in the business, just kind of getting yourself out of that like fan mentality and more of like 
you know, these are your colleagues now. So um, it, it was great to, you know, share the ring with them and learn things. But also, you know, I it's not that I didn't bring anything to the table either. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Um, also, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, MCW Pro as well. Um, that was always fun to be at. Um, honestly, I I love everybody there, and I miss those guys dearly. Um, just a great locker room to be in. You know, it, it's nothing worse than being in a toxic locker room, you know, or just with, you know, negative personalities and stuff like that and just drama and so that's one thing I really appreciated about MCW just everybody's professionalism um Dan McDevitt's a great guy you know very uh very professional and you know and makes everyone feel comfortable and feel welcome so I always appreciated that it's, it's like home there honestly I bet it is I heard a lot of great things as well um especially by uh Philip Stamper yeah, yeah, me and that guy, we uh, <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> yeah, I know Philip Stamper as well. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Philip Stamper and working with him. Um, he's so nice. Like, he's a super nice guy. Um, we've traveled to a couple of shows together. Um, I had met him in Southern Maryland. Um, I think I was only... I want to say like 18 or 19 when I met him and yeah he, he was always great he always uh gave me a lot of references I mean he's he's super knowledgeable about the business Oh, sure. He sure is. I mean, he knows how to run a good wrestling business. Um, I've also had him on the podcast as well, and he was just fun to have on with all that great knowledge in the wrestling business. Yeah, of course. All right. Um, let's... Um, Talk about a faction you were part of, too, and tell me a little bit about them, the Black Wall Street. Yes, Black Wall Street. Um, I remember uh, when we first formed it um, years ago, and immediately we all loved the idea. I mean, in this business, you know, there's a lot more representation now, but, you know, there are a lot of... um underrepresented minorities so when you have all of us you know at the time I think yeah we had all the belts at one time and it was just good representation all around and me and those guys I mean those guys are like my brothers you know Jolix, Napalm, Marshall or and Chuck you know we're all like like family you know even outside the locker room you know what I mean we go to shows we're all together we travel together you know, it, it was just very organic. It wasn't like, okay, so the five of you are going to be in the group and we're just getting to know each other. You know what I mean? Like, we were already tight-knit beforehand. So that just made it even better, just having fun with my brothers, you know? Um, what were some of your memorable moments uh, with your brothers as well? And do you have any uh, interesting road stories with them? Ah. <laughs> 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 um. Man, uh, I'm trying to think. You're kind of putting me on the spot here. <laughs> um, I'd say our best memories was just, you know, just traveling together, um, doing what we love, training together. Um, so he goes by Marcellus Prime now. Um, at the time, he was solo. Uh, it's funny because he's, like, 
this big jacked guy, you know, he's really muscular, and he, uh, that guy loves his vanilla lace lotion from Victoria's Secret. <laughs> it's just funny, this big macho guy, and he's, like, so serious about his lotion. <laughs> um, I remember, uh, yeah, it was some show, or it was, like, before we got there, but I remember I was smelling, like, it smelled like cake, you know, I was like, what smells like cake? And yeah, Marshall, he's like, oh yeah, that's my vanilla lace lotion. I got it for fourteen ninety nine at Victoria's Secret. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a trip. Just picture a big guy like him walking into Victoria's Secrets to get that and think of the salespeople going, oh my gosh. <laughs> They're probably just sitting there going, okay, what's he in here for? Is he here in here for his girlfriend or what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> um, let's talk a- about a- another wrestler you tagged with. Um, she's in AEW as well, and you were like uh, roommates with her, and you also tagged with her, uh, Nyla Rose. Yeah, man, that's, that's my sister, honestly. I'm beyond happy for her. I mean, I'm just elated for her. Like, I, she deserves it. Like, she, she really really deserves it um but yeah like you said we were roommates (laughs) and um traveling all over the place together um those honestly her and uh mr Grimm, the hitman mr Grimm, um the three of us we were always tight-knit and hitting the road with the two of them those are also some of the best memories i have um it's funny because uh, I remember Nyla introduced me to Chris, or Mr. Graham, I call him Chris. Um, she introduced me to him. And it was at one of the Kobe Pro shows, and I remember I first met him. And this guy, he's going to kill me, but he pulled a hot dog out of his pocket. <laughs> what? Yeah, he fully dressed hot dogs in his pocket. <laughs> A hot dog out of his pocket, that's kind of, I would have been like going, what? <laughs> yeah, and speaking of that, I don't know what's up with this guy. He loves his hot dogs, I guess, because uh, he also asked Nyla to hold a hot dog for him so he could, you know, defend her. And <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I wish I saw that, man. What was Nyla thinking? <laughs> oh, man, it was, it was just, it was all funny. But um, we have some really good memories together. Um but yeah, shout out to Chris, by the way. He's doing his thing also. Um, but yeah, man, um, I I know we were opponents a lot, me and Nyla, but after a while, um, you know, we just had this really good idea of like coming together and actually tagging together, you know, where I'm the mouth and she was the muscle, you know what I mean? That whole thing. Um, and it went over really, really well, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate that it all kind of ended so abruptly, but I mean, things like that happen. And like I said, I'm beyond happy for her now. So, yeah, she's doing pretty good over there as well. Um, what were some of your, uh, uh, great tag matches you had with her? Um, I'd say the best one we had was at the sanctuary. It was me and her against Amber O'Neill and Sammy Pandora. Um, that was, one of the most fun tag matches I've ever done also. So, um, Nyla Rose, how you guys, you know, wrestled against, um, against each other, tagging with each other, you know, becoming good friends as well. 
Um, how did you meet her? Um, how did that all come to be, you know, meeting her and then, you know, wrestling her? So I was supposed to wrestle. Um, she's Kelly Klein now, but at the time she was known as Mary Elizabeth. Okay. Um, I, I was supposed to wrestle her um, in West Virginia, but something had happened and she couldn't make it. So they got Nyla instead. And um, the rest is history, man. I mean, from that point, I think I had invited her to another show after working her that night. And then, yeah, it just went on to me. Like, who who would think, you know, we'd be so close and all this crazy stuff would happen? <laughs> I bet it is. I would have loved to saw some of your matches, you guys tagging together. I bet you got like a huge pop from the audience. And you guys probably had some great matches tagging and great matches going up against each other, too. I bet you guys probably like... <laughs> really beat the living tower out of each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you must be a, str- a strong girl, too, to be able to handle Nyla Rose. <laughs> yeah, and then it's crazy, you know, doing all that and then riding back in the car. Like, <laughs> I bet you were. You're probably just sitting right in the car going, okay, um, we almost beat the crap out of each other and I'm sitting in the car with this beast. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there going, okay, well, what what we're gonna do next? And then, and after you guys finally became tag partners, I bet you probably felt at relieved too, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, you worked with uh, Artemis Walls. What was that like? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a great guy. I I known him since I was sixteen. I want to say sixteen or seventeen. Um, he took a chance on me with Valor. Um, you know, when a lot of people, um, a lot of people didn't, you know, because I was so new and I was still training and, you know, but I'm always going to be, um, appreciative of him. And, you know, like I said, you know, just him taking a chance on me being so young and giving me a place to work. So, um, growing up, were you like a diehard wrestling fan as well? Oh, of course. Um, yeah, me and my brothers, we loved watching wrestling um and yeah when i was 15 uh i started training at uh gilbert for wrestling academy at the time um and yeah it all went on from there <laughs> so did you get a chance to work out with gilbert as well um yeah he was uh very hands-on um at the school uh he was always offering advice um but the Actual trainers there were uh, Rich Myers and uh, Earl the Pearl. They were a tag team in Maryland, uh, known as the Holy Rollers. Um, Yeah, they were um, like the actual head trainers there. And so I learned a lot from them, of course. I bet you they probably uh, probably kicked your ass in the ring, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I bet when you probably first started out, they probably made you do a lot of uh, squats and, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, everything in the ring, you know, taking back bumps a lot. Yeah, it was some intense workout, you know, and then, I mean, but being so young, like I started training at like 15, 16, so, I mean, I could keep up with a lot of stuff, (laughs) you know, being in high school, but... Now it's like I I really gotta go in at the gym just to you know keep myself in shape. So when you became a uh, started training as a wrestler at a young age, what did some of your uh, classmates think of you in high school? 
they never believed me. Like, everybody thought I was lying. <laughs> like, nobody ever took me seriously. Like, oh, you don't do that. And I'm like, out of all the things I could lie about, like, I wouldn't lie about this. So did any of them ever get a chance to see you in the ring? Um, unfortunately, no. Um, because my school, like, I went to school in uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia. And then I trained out um, near Baltimore or closer to Baltimore. So just a distance thing, you know, they never really got to come out, but they were always looking at videos of me and stuff like that when they actually did believe me. <laughs> and then when you decided to join the military as well, and some of your military colleagues found out about that as well, what did they think of that? Um, a lot of them are supportive, but I do try to keep the two separate lives separate. Yeah. But the ones who do know, they're really supportive. Nice. Um, so how supportive was your brother and family when they found out, you know, you came up to him and said, hey, I want to wrestle? Um, that I got mixed reviews on. <laughs> um, <laughs> my parents, uh, they were supportive to an extent. Um, they never really took it serious. You know, they never really took it as like a real job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when I joined the military, my dad was just elated. Like, he, I guess, more relieved, you know. Um, but I did it for me. You know, I, I make my decisions for myself and not for anyone else. But um, to answer your question, yeah, it was, it was mixed feelings. So um, when you're not, when Amber Rodriguez is not in the ring training and working out, what do you enjoy uh, for fun? Do you do anything exciting? Uh, being a mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's great too. Uh, so, uh, what does your daughter think about her uh, mother being a wrestler? So Adrian is like so uninterested in me. <laughs> <laughs> She, like, I show her videos and stuff, and she's like, eh, I want to watch Elmo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think as she gets older, she'll appreciate it more. You know what I mean? As she gets older, she'll enjoy it more. But right now, she just wants her Elmo, her uh, Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to enjoy being a kid first, and then when she gets older, she can look at the videos and go, Wow, my mom was a badass in the ring. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that hey, that's that's so awesome. Um, for uh, people who are not familiar with you, um, uh, tell me a little bit about what's Amber Rodriguez all about. I mean, honestly, right now I'm about making everyone familiar with me. You know, I'm really trying to branch out, get out there, and work as many shows as possible. I really want to hit the ground running with this comeback um, and just have fun doing what I love, you know? So with that being said, Amber Rodriguez, 46 at gmail.com for booking. <laughs> hey, the hey, the hey, you know something? This is all about you, man. Plug away. <laughs> <laughs> so um, where do you see yourself at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020? said just you know hitting the ground running again um working as much as possible you know getting my name back out there taking my career back you know and that's the only thing having spent so much time away it's like now you know I really gotta 
remind people of who I am and, you know, like, just get myself back out there again. So of, of all the wrestlers out there you haven't got a chance to get in the ring with, who are you eyeing on next? Uh, um, I really want to work Dante Keith, like, so bad. That guy is so talented. Um, he's just, he's doing his thing out there, and I, I'd love to get in the ring with him sometime. So does he know he wants, does he know that you want to get in the ring with him? Yeah, we've talked about it, actually. Really? How come it hasn't happened? Well... Hopefully it'll happen soon. I'm trying to put it out there as much as possible. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Are you like posting, um, posting, posting out promos and stuff, to, like calling them out or what? Oh, you know what? That's what I should get doing. Right after I get off the phone with you, I'm gonna get on that. <laughs> well, you should. You should be. You should be posting out over around social media, tagging his social media, and be like, "Hey, I'm back in the ring." I got enough time. Let's get this done with. What are you doing? How come you're avoiding me? I want a match. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should be doing. Do some of that in-ring psychology, damn it. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> and then you guys can get that great story going on, and then you get people invested. Be like, you know, more people will be like posting it and be like hitting him out. Be like, hey, man, Amber Rodriguez you better be careful. You got a target on your back. <laughs> you know, that would be so cool. Um, a question I always ask my guests on the show as well is, um, if you could change anything about pro wrestling and how fans perceive it, what would you change and why? You know what? Before, um, like when I was wrestling the first time around, uh, I used to say just, for women's wrestling, you know, to be given more respect or given the respect that it deserves. But now, honestly, it's come so far. You know what I mean? And it's come so far and it can only go even further. So I wouldn't change a thing right now. Well, women's wrestling, like you said, women's wrestling came a long way. It's it's more respected and... Uh, yeah. And there's more and more people that are enjoying women's wrestling. And there's also a lot of tough women who get in the ring and fight like big guys in the ring as well and can, you know, stand up to them and last just as long in the ring. And between me and you, I think women's pro wrestling is just on fire right now. It's just so popular. Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, it's all I ever wanted. And so to see it happening now, it's great. You know, and like, like I said, um, or like you said, rather, for women to even be able to have intergender matches and for it to be so normalized, it, I think it's great. I think it, it's really, um, that's taken in the right direction. Yeah, I like it, because before uh, women's wrestling was taken seriously, it was more about um, you know, not, not being serious at all. You know, it was all about, you know, sex and stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's evolved so much and it's, it's going to evolve even more so I'm excited I'm looking forward to it and I, um, speaking of intergender matches you know everyone should be on the lookout for Sweetwater Pro Wrestling uh, ran by Jorge Alonso and you might see some intergender stuff there involving me so keep an eye out Hey, since you're coming back with another comeback again around the ring will we ever see uh, you uh, wearing more gold? Oh for sure that's that's inevitable. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> hey, you can go around just like uh, the Fro Gun D Ray 3000 always says when he gets his belts, it's just jewelry. 
that. <laughs> it's like I got to get some more jewelry. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. When I had him on, he just cracks me up. Um, so, where can everybody find you on social media so they know what Amber Rodriguez is going to be doing next? Yep. So you can follow me on my Facebook like page under Amber Rodriguez. Um, like I said, for booking inquiries, Amber Rodriguez forty six at gmail dot com. Um, Instagram is still under construction, but I'll post that as soon as it's up. All right. How about Twitter? I need to get that going. You know, I've never been big on Twitter. I've never cared for Twitter. Like even when I had it, like I never really posted anything on it. Like, I don't understand why it's so big. <laughs> I could rant about this for the rest of the night. <laughs> I bet you you probably could write a novel. I mean, Twitter's good, especially, like, if you're in the pro wrestling business or whatever. I mean, you can get out there and, you know, promotions and other wrestlers will, like, notice you and you'll probably get more fans and stuff. You should, uh, uh, you know, give it a try, man, because that could help you get, uh, get you out there as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's the only reason i'm getting back on twitter getting back on instagram just for that because when i had left wrestling the first time i had shut all that stuff down and i was just kind of low-key and kind of under the radar you know but now that i'm getting back out there i definitely got to get all that stuff up but yeah man it's just for me social media has always been like a chore (laughs) (laughs) i think it's like a chore for everybody unless you want to get out there (laughs) yeah (laughs) And speaking of how you were away from the ring before you had your comeback, too, um, once you finally got in the ring, um, I bet you probably had to work out a lot of ring rust as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I had been training uh, up until um, I had my first match in four years this past Saturday at uh, Diamond Championship Wrestling. And thanks again to everybody at DCW for having me. It was great. Um, But, yeah, I had been training uh, up until that point just to get ready. And... um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it was like riding a bike. So how'd you feel just getting the ring um, after four years later? Um, were you like, I knew you, you said you trained and all that. Were you like prepared as well? Were you like a little nervous that you didn't think you were going to able to, you know, have a good match? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as far as being in the ring goes, like I said, it's like riding a bike. Honestly, it felt like I never left. Um, but, you know, I definitely uh remember that feeling you know when you're in gorilla you're about to come out and you get those butterflies like i definitely miss that feeling so (laughs) that's good and you probably and how how did the audience take it oh they were hot like they were um they had a really good crowd there uh they were really into it um it was just it was just a good night it was a good feeling you know everything was great so have you had like any like interesting like fan encounters (laughs) oh man that's always gonna happen like there's fan encounters and then there's creeps (laughs) oh really what was some of the creepiest fans that ever came up to you um this wasn't even recent but just you know from back in like 2014, 2015, like, even before then, like, I would have creepy people in my inbox, like, asking me to fight them, and they were, like, saying they were going to pay all this money if I could, like, meet them somewhere, and I'm like, what are these people 
thinking? Like, who do you think I am? <laughs> that is crazy and scary at the same time. That's, That's really weird. <laughs> All right, how about some uh, good encounters with the fans? Um, honestly, there were uh, a couple of people. One guy in particular. Um, it's crazy how you meet people and they're like a fan of yours, and then they end up being like a really close friend. Uh, my one really good friend, Derek, he's honestly like a brother to me. It's crazy because um, he had reached out to me just just being really supportive. You know, he had reached out to me. I think it was like my fan page, and then I ended up adding him on my personal page. And um, yeah, he was just a really supportive person. And next thing I know, we're talking, having some really good conversations. So that's like the best encounter I ever had. Just, you know, people who approach you with respect and just like, just like a person, you know what I mean? Not like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, this is treated you like a normal person, you know, like, you yeah. know, how I'm talking to you, it's like, you know, uh, two friends just sitting there uh, shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not serious like other podcasts where you're like awkward, you know, hearing the same questions over going, uh, yeah, okay. And then you hear the dead air silence and then you <laughs> start talking again. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, there's a couple of podcasts. I'm not going to name names, but there's a couple of podcasts that I vowed to never do again because it was so awkward and uncomfortable and it gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> wow yeah like honestly I think some people should probably stick with like written interviews you know what I mean <laughs> and I don't mean that as an insult to some people out there yeah. I just think everything isn't for everybody and sometimes you might have to scale it back I'm sure you've encountered people like that as well that uh, you know probably shouldn't just be doing an on air type of thing yeah, I have. Um, I've met some, um, you know, um, you know, pro wrestlers on here as well. I try to do my research as well, and then you know, I'll talk to my guests before, so we can like, you know, you know, get the feel for each other and get that chemistry going, so we don't feel awkward. But yeah. I, but I've had some guests on my show where I didn't have any chemistry and just felt awkward. You know, I had the right questions, you know, to ask. But it seems like they didn't quite pick up the question right or, you know, they didn't know what to say and it just felt weird. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, OK, why am I doing this? And then when after I get off, you know, with that type of guest, I'm going, man, that was a horrible podcast. <laughs> That's like the worst feeling, too, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, it is. And it's like. It is. I mean, it's it's the worst feeling ever. I mean, I've had some awesome guests on my show. I mean, I had a lot of big names on, you know, like Hillbilly Jim, you know, Ken Shamrock, Dan Severin. Um, I've had some guys from Ring of Honor. Um, and then, you know, I've interviewed a lot of, you know, um, independent wrestlers from all around and stuff. And um, I've interviewed probably over 327 wrestlers. Oh, wow. But, you know, everybody gets it awkward. Like when you first start training, getting to wrestling, you feel a little awkward, don't know what you want, want to do. And especially me, when I first started podcasting, I was I was I was so green. I kept on asking some of the lamest questions. I didn't even know what I was doing when I had my first guest, you know. But like I said, you know, you have to work at it, get better, um, you know, pay your dues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But sometimes <laughs> it's like 
it's like when you cut a promo and your voice cracks and it's just it's just cringy <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll speaking of a good story as well um you know since you know i do podcasting but i also uh do promo interview videos with indie wrestlers from all around as well and i'm also part of uh future great wrestling in cincinnati and i'm part of the show now too you know that was kind of you know kind of um, hard a little bit too i'm still learning that as well but you know for myself like you did and you know i did it for me not for everybody's respect i got in the ring and took a, f- a few training sessions just to feel what it's like to be tra- um, trained like a pro wrestler i mean i took back bumps i ran the ropes everything you know i took a few classes and, you know, and I looked at my trainer and said, hey, you know, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. You know, this is this is really not for me. But, you know, I just wanted to understand it inside the ring, like how I understand it outside the ring and behind the scenes. So I kind of got like that taste and feel for it, you know, which I'm glad I'm which I'm glad I kind of did. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's like um, I mean, I feel like that's a thing in journalism. You know what I mean? You got to you know, really get a hands-on feel for, you know, the people that you're involved with, that you're around, you know, that you're, you know, interviewing. Yeah, and, you know, and by doing that, I mean, you know, over the years, I've met a lot of friends in the business, and, you know, by me getting the ring like that, I have got, like, a lot of respect from the guys in the locker room over at FGW. And, you know, I wasn't doing it for the respect. I was just doing it for myself saying, you know something, I can do this, you know? So, yeah, yeah for sure. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on and uh, taking your time to come on to the podcast tonight. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I had a blast and everybody else. Uh, thank you for listening to wrestle podcast. You can listen to my episodes Russell Podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Russell Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at Russell Podcast One. Everybody have a great evening.